Now today's federal newscast, I'm Eric White. The National Institute of Standards and Technology wants a standardized set of regulations for the Internet of Things. So on Capitol Hill, Senator Ed Markey and Congressman Ted Lieu say they have a bill to do just that. The CyberShield Act would set up an advisory committee within the Commerce Department to test products for their Internet security. Companies would have to volunteer to have their products tested. Devices that pass would carry a CyberShield logo, like the Energy Star logo for energy efficiency. House lawmakers want the Federal Aviation Administration to beef up the security of its credentials for pilots. The FAA issued a proposed rule in 2010 to make pilot credentials harder to counterfeit, but never issued a final rule. The House Oversight and Government Reform Committee asked for more information about the agency's security procedures by March 8th. DHS continues to struggle with its identity management program. The Homeland Security Department's implementation of Homeland Security Presidential Directive 12, or HSPD 12, is hamstrung by the same challenges today as it was in 2007 and 2010. The agency's inspector general finds significant program and management shortcomings, such as placing a priority on terminating cards for contractors who no longer need access. Auditors say DHS has made some progress in using these smart identity cards for physical access control, but its decentralized approach to physical access security remains a challenge. I'm Jason Miller. Members of the Homeland Security Industrial Base are still looking for more communication and collaboration from the Homeland Security Department. The Joint Requirements Council is helping agency components find common investments for new capabilities. JRC Executive Director Vince De Laurentiis says the council is starting to mature and let subcomponents take the lead in developing their own requirements. But members of the DHS Industrial Base say they're looking to interact with the JRC and the agency's Deputy Management Action Group. Despite facing recent scrutiny, VA Secretary David Shulkin does have support in his corner. Both the American Legion and AMVETS released statements in support of Shulkin and the work he's done so far to improve veterans' access to care, expand mental health care, and collaborate with VA stakeholders. The Legion says Shulkin remains the best person to lead VA. The statements come in light of several reports describing efforts to unseat Shulkin and Deputy Secretary Tom Bowman. The Defense Department's Inspector General says the military health system has fixed many of the problems a comprehensive review uncovered four years ago. Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu has more. The 2014 study found military treatment facilities on the whole were as good or better than their civilian counterparts, but there were a few outliers. The IG says that's no longer the case. Eight facilities that had been singled out for poorer-than-average rates of post-surgical medical problems are now at or above the national average. The same is true for other facilities the study flagged in other areas, including perinatal care and whether or not patients could consistently see the same caregiver. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio. The Senate confirms John Demers to head up the Justice Department's National Security Division. His nomination was one of several being held up by Colorado Senator Cory Gardner. Gardner froze several DOJ nominees to protest Attorney General Jeff Sessions' outspoken stance against states with legalized cannabis. Gardner says he's allowing some through after positive conversations with Deputy Assistant Attorney General Rod Rosenstein. NASA prepares to launch a satellite on behalf of the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. More now from Tom Temin in today's management report. Set for launch March 1st from Cape Canaveral, the new bird will be the second in the Geostationary Operational Environment Satellite S series. The first, GOES-16, launched in 2016. The new one, dubbed GOES-17, will position itself over the western U.S., Alaska, Hawaii, Mexico, and parts of Central and South America. It'll have four times the resolution of its sibling and give NOAA a look at most of the Western Hemisphere. 
I'm Tom Temin. And while the federal government remains the largest employer in the D.C. metro area, the number is slightly down, actually. The district's Office of Revenue Analysis says as of November 2017, the federal government directly employed 364,000 people, down about 4,200 from November of 2016. It still accounts for slightly more than one out of every 10 jobs in the region. Find these stories at federalnewsradio.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.